You are listening to the Personal Growth Podcast presented by KarenElizabeth.com. Learn how to achieve your goals, improve your relations, increase your creativity, and much more. For a complete listing of the Karen Elizabeth Podcasts with links to subscribe, please visit our website at KarenElizabeth.com forward slash podcast. That's C-A-R-Y-N elizabeth.com forward slash podcast thank you for listening hello good morning everyone and today i want to address something that jim Rohn said we know jim Rohn as being a, a wonderful uh network marketing coach and leader and jim Rohn had some wonderful qualities and one of the qualities that he had was one of love he was not just a leader who was leading people but he was a leader who had love strategies in place. And this is what he said. The challenge of leadership is to be strong, but not rude. Be kind, but not weak. Be bold, but not a bully. Be thoughtful, but not lazy. Be humble, but not timid. Be proud, but not arrogant. Have humor, but without folly. Wow. Is this amazing? He has just said a mouthful <clears throat> this morning on my motivation call. Uh, I heard something that my friend Anthony said about love, about how to advance and to have more love. And he, and he spoke about four, uh, four terms. The first term is understanding. Next is joy. Uh, I'm sorry, next is compassion, next is joy, and then the last is freedom. These four qualities will help us to truly love more. I want to share a story with you, a short story about a misunderstanding. When my daughters were younger, my middle daughter was a little bit more of an entrepreneur. She was very independent in her thinking. And I was told by a, a coach, a success coach, or I should say he was more of a family, you know, raising children kind of coach. And he was very involved in the homeschool community. And he stayed at my house when they were doing a conference at one of the churches. And uh, he said to me, if you don't discipline your daughter, she is going to be, you know, such and such as she got older. And I just was like, I need to take this guy's advice. So I, you know, I started really buckling down on her and really, you know, setting her straight. And years later, I look back on that. And those were some of the most miserable times that she had was when I was demanding that she stop what she's doing, that I was the parent and that, you know, I was basically demanding. Well, based on my understanding of love, of what love is, I was really going by what this other gentleman said in my heart. I made a I may not have taken that position. However, I was looking for help. He provided some help, but he really could have should have set me up a little bit more positively 
when it came to what discipline was for my daughter. Because when the things that I was doing, I was doing out of a spirit of what I knew love to be. You know, when the scripture says God is love and in him, there's no darkness at all. And one of the women, uh, Elvire, on the call talked about love and what true love looks like. And if we were able to see it, it's light, it's pure light, no darkness at all. But what is true light and what is what is love like? What does that look like to us? There is a scripture that says, be holy as I am holy. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And so the holiness of God is resident in us. And we can be whole and we can be holy where there's nothing missing and nothing broken. And when we get to that place of wholeness in our mindset and in connecting with God where we let go of all of the past, uh, you know, difficult situations, bad uh, beliefs, wrong ideas, you know, past negative, past negative uh, experiences, we can attain to that whole, that holiness, that whole living. But that doesn't come uh, with just one word from one person. That's a lifestyle of growing to become whole or holy, as well as to attain to the holiness and resonate with the the level of, of love that God is. Uh, when the scripture says that Jesus said, be holy as I am holy. And, you know, I go to the father, you know, he really connected with God. He really connected with what we say, infinite intelligence or the source of all life. We as individuals are spirit and each of us has a part of the whole. We are not the creator, right? But we have been given an example in, as the scripture says, that uh, we are to do as, as God does or as Jesus did. And we are creators. We were made in his image, meaning that we're made of the same stuff, you know, the same parts, the same uh, elements, the same compounds, except in different parts. And we as human beings have a a look to us that is the look of a human being, right? And 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 in us uh, is the is the source of all life, the spirit of life. It's the it, it's that part that we can't escape from. I, I have a I have a notice little statement on my timeline that says love is in the air. We cannot escape it. And as long as we are breathing. We have God in us. As we breathe in, we breathe in the elements that God is part of. We cannot escape God. However, we can discipline and train our mind to pay attention to the highest level of God, which is love. 
you know, we can look at the creation of God and see a tree outside, but we may not see love there. Love is expressed in a in a, a manifestation of relationship and of of understanding of you know who we are as individuals love is first loving the creator that's what we do but god also said he first loved us he first loved us he is love and he can't escape that he can't not love that is his nature. And if we're born in his image, we are also born of love and to love. And we are happiest and we are most in touch and in sync with this whole creation as we love. But there are elements in the universe. There's positives and negatives, right? In the atoms and everything, positives and negatives. And in order for us to resonate at that high level of love, we need to understand that the negatives come along with it. But if God is love and in him is no darkness at all, then we can come to that place of resonating as a whole and as a holy person. Having known and having those other things around us, like the scripture talks about, you know, being in the world. That's the world. The world is the world isn't the physical world. The world is like the the the, the immaturity of mindset, the 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 negatives of life, the negatives in what we see that we we, you know, we could choose to see something positive or negative, and sometimes we'll see it negatively. Our thoughts will be negative because of what? Because of our habits. You see, God created, and He gave us, He gave us choice. And so many of us are going around in our life allowing other things to, you know, kind of tell us what we what we should do, who we are, whether it be our schooling or the TV or, you know, church or uh, even trusted friends. You know, everybody's kind of like could tell us what to do, but no, 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 no. God didn't have any counselors. God it, it resonated at a at a place of, 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 of light so much so. He was the leader of his own life and he had leadership strategies put in place for us and they do not include you know buying into what everybody else says to be connected to source means that we first align ourselves with him and then ask and desire his ways his 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 path to, to reach that wholeness and that holiness. His path, his plan is going to bring us more directly to that place of wholeness and holiness. And we have to trust the plan and we have to trust the path. But ultimately, we are responsible. We are responsible to ask and pray. We're responsible to believe that it's happening. We are responsible to love ourselves when we make mistakes and to love others when they steer us wrong. We have to know what love looks like and we have to know how to be a leader over our own life. And I can't get into too much detail now about this, but I just love 
what Jim Rohn said. Because the example of this kind of leadership is, you know, it's it's to lead with love. My friend, Dr. Linda, had had posted this and I just love it because you know God is a leader he's not following the devil (laughs) he's not following you know angels or people I mean he's leading and we can be part of that leadership that that to attain to great leadership means that we're not following people we could we can look and learn from people as God shows us but all the instruction come from that source of, of God through meditation and prayer. And he will direct us to, like, for instance, the statement that I needed for today's message. Um, he could direct us to music, like I just found out about this band, The Afters, and I listened to their song, Life is Beautiful, and I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. This kind of positive music that doesn't get all caught up in the negatives of life. I asked for it, I received it, and you can too. It says the challenge of leadership is to be strong, but not rude. You see, one, strength is of God. Rudeness is of the uh, jealous nature. That's not of God. That's the negative. See, like the elements, the positive element, the negative element. He's kind of talking about these elements. Strength, but not rude. Rudeness says, listen, I'm doing this whether you like it or not. To be strong means that you have a disposition of... This is my plan. This is what I desire. This is my vision. But to be rude is to be demanding of another person. You see, we cannot control other people. We can only control ourselves. But leaders are so needed in this world. To be a leader says, listen, this is my plan. Can you imagine this? I'll give you an example. I am uh, redoing a bedroom and I have to make some decisions on the color and I have my significant other who we're doing this bedroom for. At first I was like, oh, I don't want to say anything because I could offend him. He's very attached to certain things. He wants to do the cleaning up in the room a certain way. And he has to do it very slowly and systematically because he only wants to do it once. And my personality is like, let's just get in here. We'll put everything in a box. We'll take everything out and then we'll just bring in what we want. And then you deal with the boxes later. (laughs) That's not his way. To be strong means that I can plant the vision and the future I see this room to be. This is the leader. And to be rude is to say, I'm doing it this way and, and tough luck about what you want. Okay, so, you know, the next thing in what Jim says is to be kind, but not weak. Now, the example here was I was being kind and saying, well, you know what? I realize that you only, you know, that you want to do things a certain way. So I'm just not going to do anything. I'd rather like you just deal with it. Okay, so now what was I doing there? I was being kind, but I was also being weak because I didn't have a vision. I didn't plan in my mind what I'd like the room to look like and help to plant that vision. You see, so I can be kind and say, oh, it'll look so pretty once we get it done. Okay, let's work together and work through these boxes or, you know, work on uh, this pa- these papers and, you know, where we can put things and, and just, you know, be enthusiastic, you see. The next thing is to be bold, but not a bully. 
you know, and this, I'm explaining this, I'm bold because I planted this vision, but I'm not going to be bossy. I'm not going to be a bully and say, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how to do this. I know how to do this. You see? Huh. So to be bold means to have the vision. Leaders have vision. They have a picture and they help the other person to latch on to that vision, especially if the other person isn't in the habit of envisioning or seeing the vision there. So good leaders will do that. The next thing is to be thoughtful, but not lazy. Now you can sit and think about things for a long time and never take action. And that's what he's talking about. I could just look at the room and say, what a mess. I, you know, well, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. And you know, those are thinking things. Well, and then you could also be thoughtful and saying, well, but he doesn't like it. He said that he doesn't like to do things too quickly that he's got a, but not lazy. In other words, I could go in there like I did, actually. I went into the bathroom and I started cleaning the bathroom. We couldn't really get to the bedroom because it was a big project. But I just started taking action by cleaning the bathroom, which could be cleaned. You know, we're just washing washing down the woodwork and dusting and, and uh, doing some deep cleaning, you know, and, and cleaning out the little closet and so forth. The idea here is to remember, you know, not to be lazy, but... And also to be humble, to be humble, but not timid. What's the difference here? A humble person knows that they don't know everything, but they also have a belief very strongly in what they do know. So, you know, you can be humble and say, oh, you know, I'm a nobody, but you could, and you could also be humble in false humility and say, oh, you know, I could never know everything, you know. But to be truly humble just means that you are aware to take a breath and to uh, listen to the needs of others, but not timid by not stating again and reinforcing the vision that you have, the belief that you have, you can be strong in your belief without offending others. So you can be humble, but to be timid is as more of a weakness to, to not say anything because you're afraid or in fear that you might hurt their feelings. You can be humble, but not timid. And the distinction there is to be a listener, but also to still have your vision. And then to cooperate with the, with another person with that in mind. Then, then he says to be proud, but not arrogant. Now pride, we don't want to necessarily be proud in a way that uh, we know it all. I, I love Jim Rohn because he'll say, you know, I'm a novice on the Bible, you know, and even uh, my friend Paul now who does our motivation call, you know, he's kind of adapted that. Listen, I don't know everything, you know, but these things I know. These things I am proud of. The pride is a state of mind. We are human beings and we have a creative entity, a part of us that is proud. We should be proud of. Uh, we should be proud of our accomplishments. And, but of course, not to be arrogant, which means to be, you know, show them off every chance you get. You know, I accomplished this and I accomplished that. You learn a lot about a person by the words that, they, that come out of their mouth. And character is not something that you speak. Character is something that you are. And so by 
your mannerisms, by your belief in yourself. You see, vision has a lot to do with this. Um, what is your vision for? Is it to help others or hurt others, right? In the case of doing this bedroom over, it's to really make the place very comfortable for him, very pretty, very, you know, meeting his needs, very functional, and making it just in order. That is the goal. That is the vision. And that will be a help to him. I could be proud that I've been able to do this in the past and not arrogant. I know what it's going to look like. Just deal with it kind of thing. You don't have to be arrogant. And then the last thing is to have humor, but without folly, to have fun with it. You know, when you're a leader and in a case of me with, you know, the bedroom or whatever, you know, I could say, you know, it'd be a lot of fun. Hey, we can jump on the bed. I don't know. That's kind of stupid. (laughs) Hey, what do you think of mirrors on the ceiling? You know, (laughs) I mean, that's funny, but maybe we'll set that aside. (laughs) But that's having humor, but not being foolish, not to have foolish words that come out of your mouth by saying, you know, something like, why bother? You won't appreciate it anywhere. That might be like the kind of a joke that you could make, but that's foolish. That is not positive. Humor can be funny, entertaining, in its heart, uh, in its desire to just lighten up or empower another person. In fact, I just watched a great show called 700 Sundays with Billy Crystal. And oh my gosh, I just loved it. He's the funniest, funniest man. He's the only man that I have been able to watch on TV where I'm sitting and laughing by myself. Normally when I watch a show, it's, you know, I don't really laugh if nobody's in the room. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't. So he is talking and telling his story. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. And it was just phenomenal. I laughed my head off. And he was very wise in all that he did, even though he was funny. Leadership is what we need in this world. We need more people to be leaders. Now I realize that that's an entrepreneurial mindset. And some people work for other people. And some people go to school and they get a job working in corporate America. And then there are others that are entrepreneurs. But then there are others. There are women at home, moms that are taking care of children. You can be leaders in your home. There are dads that stay home with their children. There are those who are handicapped that, you know, are at home all day and can't really do a whole lot, but you can still be a leader over your own life. You can have mental handicaps, but still be a leader over your own life. It's the challenge that we have as human beings to take responsibility for our own life, for our own happiness, for our own purpose, for our own call, whatever it is. So I challenge you today to entertain this idea. May I just suggest that you consider the source of all creativity, the source of all happiness comes through prayer and meditating and getting in touch so that you could be the leader that others want to follow. And therefore, creating this vacuum by law of attraction that others will come behind you because they will be magnetically attracted to your leadership. I bless you today with all beauty and significance and wealth.
I bless your life with happiness, joy, overflowing with abundance. I bless your life with satisfying relationships that fulfill your greatest needs. Be blessed today with all the blessings there are in the universe for your health, for your wealth, and for your well-being. This is Karen Elizabeth.